get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Hey, you held us to 20 points, man. You gave us a chance at the end. But I got three words for you. You like that? Yeah. Fire it up on a Wednesday here. A Write That Down Wednesday. Mackie, Judd, our executive producer, Declan Goff. This is Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment. And our mission statement is very simple. We want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. If there's a if there's a Bucks Daily and they've been doing their show via podcast, radio, YouTube for the last few years with that mission statement, congratulations. The Bucks fans have achieved winning an NBA championship before they die. Uh, we just want the same that we just want to feel the way that Bucks fans felt last night. Sixty five thousand people spilt out all over downtown Milwaukee, taking their shirts off, showing their beer bellies, just living this life in the clouds as a sports fan last night. That's all we want. That's all we want as Vikings fans around here. And let's just say the clock is ticking. <laughs> well, for for you more yeah, for than you, I'm, well, I'm, I'm, I'm I don't young. really. I, don't I, really I do have a, I do have a physical this evening. I, that's my first physical in two years, so actually I'll figure out if I'm dying or Your not. Your family history is not great. Yeah, my family history yeah. does not suggest longevity. So win a so championship, Vikings. please. Please Step pick it up. Pick it up. Let's go. Pick it up. Yep. Let's go. So uh, we're going to get to write that down predictions in a second, but Purple Daily presented by TCL. Enjoy more of what you love with TCL. And also our friends at Brainerd International Raceway. I mean, it is open for a party, baby. And the next big event is coming up here July 30th through August 1st. Moto America is coming to BIR for the first time. We're talking 190 mile per hour adrenaline rushes. Not just racing, Motor America events are family friendly outdoor festivals with VIP packages, camping, kid zones, carnival games, stunt shows, vendors, you name it. Kids 12 and under get in free. And you can find more information about ticket and camping information and packages at BIRMN.com, Brainerd International Raceway. Got to get Judd on one of those things, man. 190 oh. miles an hour, the wind blowing through his gray beard. Declan can Just go do it. Feel that right Declan's young. No. He'll love I don't, the speed I don't, I don't do speed. I don't do adrenaline. I'm actually very you much like, like you, you in that, you draw too many, But you draw too many lines, Dex. Like, no horses, no speed, no nothing. Yeah, I, I mean, I would love Brainerd International I would Raceway. Ride a horse. That's a different story. That's I would ride a horse. Yeah. You can do that. I don't. <laughs> That's good. All right, let's make some predictions here, Dex. Let's fire this. Most make predictions and then never admit they're wrong. Yeah, that's not Mackie and Judd. This is the place where we just totally own our horrible predictions. Write this down. And eat them for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Write that down. It's Write That Down. Write it down. You like writing things down. With Mackie and Judd. You know, it's funny. I think we can all relate to this. You know, Judd and I have been doing daily radio and then podcast and videos for over a decade. Judd's been writing in the Star Tribune. Declan's been doing this for his whole 20s. And I think one of the most common questions or retorts that we get, like on social media or email or whatever, is when are you going to admit that you were wrong? <laughs> Zolgad, <laughs> Mackie, Declan, when are you, you going to admit that you were wrong? And I, it's great. For, for years and years, we can tell people, well, every Wednesday, yeah. <laughs> and now and now twice, uh, Mackie and Judd, we do it uh, the 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 wide ranging classic edition, and then this is the football centric edition of Write That Down. Three Vikings or football related predictions from everybody each week. They must be quantifiable. We keep track of completion percentage and touchdowns. And if you want to be a guest listener participant, 
like our guy Ash is about to be here in a couple minutes, send Declan a note through the feedback link. It's just a little tab at the bottom of the Score North app, which is free to download, and you can send him a quick message, and you can get scheduled on the show. So uh, throughout these last few weeks, there's really nothing coming off the board because there's no games, there's no practices, nothing. So I'm going to highlight, as we have the last few weeks, a prediction that's still on the board, either in Purple Write That Down or Mackie and Judd Write That Down, that's at least just, that's just worthy of shining a light on, just to say, hey, this is still on the board. What do you think of it? All right. Judd Zolgat. <laughs> You've got O.J. Simpson violating his parole and being reincarcerated, a prediction you made a handful of years ago on Mackie and Judd. Still on the board. Yeah, it's probably not. It, it, it's Larry Brown like now in retrospect. I mean, it only comes off the board if he violates his parole and gets reincarcerated. This is a parlay, by the way, because you got to violate the parole. Yep. And then be reincarcerated, or yep. until or or he dies. Right. Those are the only ways this comes off the board. Unless we can, unless we know if there was a end date on his parole, that would be the only thing. So, That's like, if idea. the parole has an end date and he's passed it by now, which I have no idea then it would come off the board as wrong. I'm going to say, I feel like it's a pretty good compromise for OJ at this point, that if he has to be just Did on this... parole the rest of his life, I think he'd probably. So this is a Mackie and Judd prediction still though, right? Yep. So yep. like it goes back to, okay, that's what I thought. It was a long time ago. Yep. All right. I've got Andrew Luck or Tom Brady playing for the Vikings at some point, which again, I mean, really, if you want to get technical, this only comes off the board. If Luck or Brady play for the Vikings, I was going to say or die, but I guess like retirement for Brady could make sense because he's in his mid 40s. Do you guys think Andrew Luck plays again? No. I, think I don't so. think he does. No. I, think so. I thought he's he did. He's pretty young still. He's a weird I thought duck, he though. Will. Yeah, he's really weird. Um, I, I think he was a guy who got hurt a lot, had an awful offensive line, which made him bitter. But most importantly, for as good as he was, and he was really good, I wonder how much he liked football. You don't think he loved football? No, no. I think you. I think he's an odd football. guy, and I think he's smart. And I think he just decided the lifestyle is not for me. So no, I don't think he. I used to think he'd come back. Feels like the Vikings would be a great spot for him, right? You can play indoors. You can. You know, the roster is going to be better usually than the Colts was when you were there. The very Vikings move, by the way. Kind of feels like he would have come back by now. All right, uh, Kirk, representing the listeners, said the Chicago Bears will hire Jim Harbaugh as their next. Head coach. I feel like this is still in line to maybe happen. Like Nagy, I think the odds are better than not that Nagy gets fired after this year. And Jim Harbaugh is going to be a name. Mm-hmm. Definitely going to be a name. He just signed an extension with Michigan, right? Because we all thought he might get fired because he can't beat Ohio State. I think it was kind of a fake extension, though. I think it okay. was like, like it was not- an extension, but they can get out from underneath it. I hear you. Kind of a deal. And then, Declan, you've got the Packers winning three games or less in mm. 2021. I said five yesterday on the show. I know this one I'm bounded to three, but I, I still feel good. I, I, don't, I don't buy it. I don't buy three? it. Three? I know that's a good roster. I don't buy it. The cojones on that prediction. Yeah. That's definitely a touchdown pass. From that's 13 and three back-to-back to, back to three a, and 14. Yeah, that's a 75-yard bomb down the field. Yeah, that's a great, great yeah. touchdown. So those are the just the things to, sh- to shine a light on here. So as we head into, this is basically the final week until training camp starts, and then business starts to pick up here. But Judd, you've got a 37% completion percentage, no touchdowns. Declan, 34% no touchdowns. I'm at 28%, but with five touchdowns leading hey, the league. Listeners, 
and one touchdown on the season. So, all right, let's get our guy in here. Write this down. Ash, he's got the pro setup. He's got the purple. <laughs> mm-hmm. you, you are either emanating a purple glow about yourself or you've got brilliant purple dimly lit lights in there. Uh, yeah, it's, it. it's the purple lights. <laughs> Love it. So uh, here's how this works. We're going to start with Ash. We're going to go around the room three times. Ash, Judd, Declan, myself. The predictions must have something to do with football, even if it's just very loosely related, and they must be quantifiable. So, Ash, uh, what's your strategy here? Are you throwing deep? Are you checking down? What What do you got for us? You know, I was debating whether to go for completions or touchdowns, but, I mean, you only get one opportunity. got to go Damn for right. touchdowns. So, so this man. is the Josh Freeman Monday night game from, like, eight years ago. <laughs> oh, Just... God forbid. <laughs> I hope not, yeah. Balls flying Write into the stand. <laughs> All right, Ash, what's your first prediction? All right, so for my first prediction, write this down. All right, in the 2021 season, the wide receiver three for the Minnesota Vikings will be Chad Beebe. But on top of that, he will have over 700 receiving yards and go for seven or more touchdowns. Wow. Wow, dude. Wow. Yes. So just to clarify wide receiver three, so you're basically saying he'll be one of the, he'll be one of the three top receivers when the year is all said and done for the Vikings. And with those stats, he definitely would be. (laughs) That's a hell yeah. of a season. Is there any way that he could put up 700 yards and be third in yardage? Or would the Vikings not be? Th- like, it would almost have to include, like, a Thielen injury or something, right? Yeah, um, I'm kind of expecting that because Thielen sometimes gets some hamstring injuries. So, yeah, not hoping for it, but we'll see. Declan just almost jumped out the window <laughs> behind him. What should Declan? Number one Chad BB fan. If, if Chad achieves this, what should Declan have to do? Because I feel like, I mean, that's a... That will make you – you can't stand the guy, and that's an unbelievable season. It'll, I feel like you should have to yeah. do something. It'll be like the Happy Gilmore scene where, like, I was wrong, you were right, you know, I'm ugly, uh, you're very good-looking, you know, like I, I'll have to do something of similar nature. Yeah. All right. Here for it. Definitely here for it. Write this down. All right, Judd. All right. Kirk Cousins will finish this season with the highest passer rating of any quarterback in the NFC North with three or more starts. So Kirk Cousins will finish the 2021 season with the highest passer rating of any quarterback in this division who has three or more starts. So okay. I'm insulating myself against some a guy step- game or something. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> I think three is probably a very fair number, but because um, I still don't think Rodgers is showing up for training camp, and I'm pretty sure he's not going to be there opening day. So he was... Uh, I. A couple days ago when the story came out about him hiring a cleaning service to do a deep clean. So what happens in Green Bay is apparently there's a cleaning service that does like when these guys go away from Green Bay for the offseason because they don't they, they don't like most of them don't hang out in Wisconsin. For, oh, I mean, come on. I mean, come uh, on. Green Bay. Who the hell would want to hang out there for six months? Um, so the company's coming in to deep clean his house and he renewed his his country club membership. But he sent a text to Pat McAfee. During like McAfee's show, as he was going about talking about the story, and basically said, "This is all BS. Like it doesn't mean one thing one way or the other. Like this would, this was all, all of this is scheduled. My country club membership is just like, auto renewed or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Imagine just like having, you know, how we sit here. I don't know about you guys, but I'll sit through and be like, oh dang it, why did I like? I, I didn't realize I auto renewed that one hundred dollar oh, yeah. like Sirius XM trial yep. or whatever the hell." Aaron Rodgers has like a twenty thousand dollar country club thing on auto renewal. He's like, ah, whatever, doesn't matter. 
I play there, if I soak in there, in their uh, men's hot tub. Write it down. Uh, you like writing things down. All right. Are we on Declan now or yep. me? me? I lost track. Me. First prediction for me, Michael Pierce will be inactive for week one of the NFL season. Michael Pierce will be inactive for week one of the NFL season. That calf, man, he's a big boy. I'm scared. I don't, I don't, I don't think this is setting up well. So he's going to be inactive for week one of the NFL season. All right, you and I are kind of in lockstep here. Write this down. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to go quite as far. I'm going to throw the ball a little. It's a little bit more of a check down here. Michael Pierce, write this down, will not play in any preseason games. I don't know. I think, I think it's more likely that he does play in week one, but they just don't need to risk sure. him popping a calf in the first quarter of the third preseason game. So he will not play in any preseason games. But yeah, I mean, we only have like five or six weeks until the start of the season. Like, think about baseball players that strain hamstrings or calves. Like, this is a 300-plus-pound man, and you're not just going to send him out there with a half-baked calf muscle. So we'll Write see. it down. You like writing things down. <laughs> Seriously. All right, Ash, your second prediction. Okay. So this one's kind of confusing, so stay with me. Okay. All right. So. <laughs> In the 2021 season, only five or fewer different Viking starters will be injured in a game to the point where they won't be able to start the next week. Okay. Make sense? So they'll – so say it one more time. So only five or fewer different Viking starters will be injured in a game to the point where they won't be able to start the following week. So basically, if they show up on the injury report after a game – now it's now the clock is running on like okay what's their status for the next game, so you're basically saying they're going to stay really healthy this year, right? Yeah, basically that's what I'm hoping for. Okay, okay. I got it. Dex, you, you got that? Yep, I got that. We can make that work. Yeah. Write this down. I feel like we might have a committee discussion when that actually happens, but yes, I I, I do have it written down exactly. It could become crystal like. clear both ways, but too. also true. Yes, yes. Yep. All right, Judd, your second prediction. Sheldon Richardson will lead Vikings defensive tackles in sacks this season. I mean, defensive tackles. Sheldon Richardson kind will a, lead. Should be kind of a gimme there, hopefully. He's a situational guy. You don't know. Guys can get hurt, as Ash was saying. You don't know that. Is Armin, I am, is Armin don't Watts give, a defensive end or a tackle? Uh, is Armin Watts a defensive lineman? or what, Tackle what, what, or a li- I was about to say that's yeah. where I, I'm just saying I don't think this is a gimme by any means. I, I'm, I'm oh, applauding Judd. I'm applauding Judd. Okay. Well, I mean, who knows? Michael yeah. Pierce could accidentally fall on quarterbacks. Be, be really good at it. <laughs> we don't know. Yeah, Dalvin Tomlinson could yeah. uh, bull you can rush play three center tech. into. Talk some three tech. All right. Write it down. You like writing things down. Declan's second prediction. All right. Only the Minnesota Vikings will win more than seven games in the NFC North this season. I think this division is going to be a dumpster fire, and the Vikings are going to beat up on a lot of teams. I think the Bears, Lions, and Packers, no one wins more than, of those three, no one wins more than seven games. So only the Vikings will win more than seven games this season in the NFC North. Wow. Wow. No faith in Dan Campbell, huh? Nope. Zero chance. No way, man. I feel like Dan Campbell should change the legal spelling of his name to all caps. So whenever anyone spells his name, it's just all caps lock. Dan Campbell. Man Campbell. Yeah, Man, man Campbell is the best. Man Campbell. Write that down. All right, write this down. So a story came out. Adrian Peterson did a Houston radio interview and basically <laughs> was basically begging teams to call him. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's, he, he wants to play a 15th year in the NFL. He's made it clear from day one he wants to 
he wants to break the all-time rushing record. I just I don't know how that can happen, but he's still like within striking distance of maybe top three, top two. But I got bad news for Adrian. Write this down. <laughs> Adrian will not be on a training camp roster when all of the teams have reported. So he's hoping to get a call, start training camp with somebody. It's not going to happen. He will not be on a training camp roster by the time all teams report. Now, if somebody feels like they lack some depth and they want to bring him in, I wouldn't rule it out. But this is probably the closest he's been to the end of his career. Now, The Rock is relaunching the XFL, I think, in 2022. Yep. And Judd has that prediction that Adrian's going to finish his career in the XFL. Yeah, he's not done playing. That could definitely happen. He's not oh, yeah. going to go Write it down. Quietly. You like writing no things down. And then if he gets like two or 3,000 yards in the XFL, I could see him then adding that to his NFL total and then like talking about being the all-time leading professional football rusher. So... That's a prediction for another day, though. Ash. Write it down. You like writing things down. Your final prediction, sir. All right. Final prediction is a little fun one. Uh, It's for you guys here at Purple Daily. So write this down. By the end of the 2021 NFL season, Judd Zolgad will only have three touchdowns or fewer on his Purple Daily. Write that down predictions. Whoa. I'm I love it. Zero right yeah, now, call so his ass out. Ash is, Ash is probably right. Call it's his Ash ass out. Ash Judge rules for completion. I am a check down artist, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not taking chances. <laughs> you are you are one read and tuck and run in this segment, baby. You are Christian oh, Ponder I, of I read multiple of things, play. but I just check down. Huh? Check down King. Oh, you see that. You see that receiver coming open yeah, that Bradford. window, but you Yeah, Bradford yeah. saw the, I mean and had the arm talent to complete the pass, but, but what do he do? He's like, There's Jarek McKinnon or whoever it was back then. Yep. Just check I that, think Ash check just that hit it. Out. I appreciate his his lack of confidence in me is warranted and I appreciate it. All right, Ash, awesome work, awesome setup there. Since you've got this just life-changing platform here on Purple Daily right now uh, with the masses of people watching and listening, is there anyone in your life that you'd like to thank that got you to this point? Um, You guys, for sure. You guys have uh, been my daily content. I've been waiting like sometimes I'll wait like the minute for you guys to drop the the content on the (laughs) YouTube channel. So uh, thank you guys. Also, thank you to – this is really weird, but thank you to Mike my elementary school teacher for making me pick a state um, to be my favorite. And I ended up picking Minnesota. And since a child, I've been loving Minnesota. I've never been. Um, and that made me pick Minnesota Vikings. So, wow. Dude. Yeah. So where do you, where do you live? I live in Rhode Island, oh, Rhode so. Island. That's awesome. interesting. So, yeah. Awesome, man. So is, is there like Vikings bars? Is there any, is there any like Vikings collection of people in the big old state of no. Rhode Island? <laughs> no, it's just uh Patriots fans over here. Ugh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, you took the much like Giannis said last night. Like, listen, like joining a super team would be easy. I'm going the hard way. Like, you could have been a Patriots fan, but you chose the you chose the hard hat way to get your payoff as a fan. And I can't guarantee the Vikings ever give it to you, but we'll be here until they do. Hopefully, That's so awesome. Hopefully, awesome. Ash, we'll do it again soon, man. All right, thank you so much yeah. for having me. All right, Ash, our guest listener, write it down. You predictor. like writing things down. And we're back to Judd. Your final prediction. At least one Viking starter will miss a game this season because of a positive COVID test. So at least one Viking starter, meaning atop the depth chart, Harrison Smith, Thielen, Cousins, take your pick. Uh, Because of a, and and this also could include guys who are vaccinated because all it's going to take is a positive COVID test. Mm -hmm. So this would, 
I think they would maybe say in COVID protocol, but it would get reported if somebody was COVID positive, well, right? So yeah, yeah, that that's true because it's there's exposure and then there's COVID protocol. But you're saying a positive, but test. I'm saying a positive. Yes, I'm saying a positive COVID test. Because cool. I don't know that. Ex- I think if you're vaxxed now too, I think the exposure thing is not as big a deal. So I don't think we're going to see as many guys miss games because of exposure as as we are just right. flat out having it. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Write that down. I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that then. All right, Declan. All right, my last prediction from my uh, Alex Madison call yesterday on our protection list. I will say Alex Madison will score a touchdown before Dalvin Cook does this season. <laughs> wow. I love how far you're taking this thing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're like out on a tightrope right now. Sure. You know what? I, I ledge. See- when I see low-hanging fruit, I pounce. Write it down. You like and Dalvin Cook to score a touchdown. Dalvin Cook, write this down. My final <laughs> prediction, will score a touchdown this season before Alex Madison. All right. Write it down. Uh, by the way, uh, those predictions, at least by me anyways, were presented by our friends at Federated. Because Federated has been helping business owners for over 100 years in the state of Minnesota. They're based in Owatonna. They're one of us. A uh, bunch of Minnesota sports fans there, too. So they, they share in the roller coaster ride. But uh, you can find a full list of resources and industries Federated offers up at federatedinsurance.com. And uh, just remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. I think it's time for another edition of Judd Zolgad Camp Stories. Judd used to be the lead Vikings beat writer for the Star Tribune and StarTribune.com, also for 1500 ESPN and Score North. So he's been covering Vikings football for a long time as a writer, as a radio host and now podcasting YouTube. So uh, we've had people ask about the Mike Tice days of training camp, and you've dropped a couple anecdotes, but why don't you take us back to Mike Tice training camps, some of the most fun but also maybe frustrating years for Vikings fans. What do you got for us? So I covered Tice with Kevin Seifert at the Star Tribune when he was the lead Vikings beat writer back in 2005. So I covered Tice for... One year, but it's a year filled with great stories, including those in training camp. Um, I alluded to this and told you partial, partially the story, but not the whole story, in training camp 2005. So Ticey, if you recall, had never been a coordinator, but he was the Vikings offensive line coach, which is a big job, uh, before he was promoted after Denny Green stepped down and or was fired. So in 2005, and Phil, you, you recall this, the sidelines in Mankato back then were much more of just a fair game. Sponsors were on the were on the sidelines. I mean, there always were, but they weren't. Let's just say back then it wasn't nearly as corporate or guarded. Yeah. And so there was a time in 2005 training camp, Steve Loney, who was the offensive coordinator replacing Lenahan slash offensive line coach. Think about that for a second, how cheap that is trying to get a guy to do two job, two huge full-time jobs. And they were the, – the offensive line was doing work, as they always did, at the end zone closest to where the fans and media was. The blocking sled stuff, you know, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. So they were lined up one day in what amounted to the end zone of Field 1 in Mankato. And they're going through drills, and it's some type of technique drill. And Ty stops to watch. And he doesn't like what he sees. And I believe it was a guy by the name of, was it Adam Schreiber? I think he's from. um, That sounds familiar. It was one of the, I think it was a guard. And he wasn't doing the drill right. And Tice like tried to correct it. And Loney like 
is hey, watching. what are you doing? Yeah. And because Steve isn't the boss, Tice is, and Tice knows what he's talking about on offensive line, Loney sort of took a back seat to the entire thing, and Tice is trying to show him and trying to show him. And I don't know. I mean, Tice had no patience, so this is probably two or three times it didn't, it didn't uh, get done right. So Tice literally pivots and looks at the people who are standing on the sidelines, which is us from the media and sponsors, like corporate people. <laughs> and Tice calls one of the sort of stocky guys who was a corporate guy from somebody I don't know what company. So this guy works for like, you know, like AT&T store or something, exactly. right? Exactly. He's, just, he's like a middle manager who's just there watching Vikings training yeah, camp because his thrilled. company sponsors the Vikings. And right? he's thrilled. I'm sure this is the greatest day <laughs> of his Bob life. Bob from accounting get... <laughs> is there. Yeah. He's going to get autographs. He's going to, I mean, it's going to be a big day for Bob from accounting. He's got the well, visor on. Yeah. The cargo shorts. Well, yeah. It got to be a bigger day when Ticey motioned for Bob from accounting to take, I believe it was Schreiber's place, on the offensive line for the drill. So we're literally talking. Would you about, rather have Bob or Dakota Dozier in that, oh, Bob. In that scenario? Bob. Who but does back, a better job? But back then, I didn't want Bob. Um, <laughs> and so he literally has him in the drill trying to show him what he should do that the player couldn't do. And – we, of course, are all laughing and amused. And Steve Loney was the nicest, most patient football coach I've ever come across. Just a complete class act. Like, just just utter class. And he is livid. He is, because one, Tice is embarrassing the player, which he was. Yeah. Two, like, he's got a guy from some corporation in the drill, which makes no sense. And three, my guess is he probably thought in the back of his head, God forbid, this guy actually gets hurt right now. It, What's going to happen? I don't know. It's hilarious. I mean, well, that part hilarious. of it, yeah. If, if Bob, like, tears it, his Achilles, are the Vikings going to get sued? I mean, no, there is that side of it. Yeah, but and, and to be very clear, I thought, and Seaford, I think, was there. We all thought it was hilarious. So this is not a, not a oh, you shouldn't be doing that. But think about a foot, an NFL coach putting a fan in a drill to show a player God, and just, and to purposely embarrass him, which Tice, Tice, he loved that stuff. He also, and, and Mike McCarthy, when he coached the Packers, I found out had a habit of doing the same thing. So when Tice got done with practice, unlike the days where you covered, uh, Phil, of Childress, where he'd go into a tent and go to a table and hold a press conference, right? Yeah. Um, in 2005, Tice would literally get we get done watching practice. He would then go to a, the chain link fence in front of the tennis courts and hold court. Like he would just give you the press conference there. Yeah. So there was no microphone and setup. And what one thing Tice? How would the TV people get what they did? They would just, just cr- stand around, around there and you know try and get a shot of Ticey. Yeah. So one thing Tice loved to do was brag about the amount of plays the team had just accomplished in said practice. So he would have his gum. He'd be chewing on his gum all practice. So he would get to the fence, and if he was mad, he would take his gum out and throw it through the fence, turn around. That's and, littering. like, the first thing that you would get was, we ran 75 plays in a, out in 47 minutes, crisp pace. It's a fantastic pace, what we did today. Uh, you know, but he loved to give you the amount of plays. And, I always left him like, okay, dude, I don't care about the amount of plays. But, I mean, this guy was such a character. The last Ticey story of something that you will never see again and, like, something that Childress and even Zimmer would never do. So there, there was a the end of training camp practice, one of the last ones, 
after it had gone to Winter Park, was open to like all the big sponsors. So th- there would be like tents set up on those backfields, and it, it was a night practice, which was pretty light. But you know, you'd have Miller represented there, which is a, it, which was a huge sponsor. You'd have all of these people. So before this practice, which we covered, coming down the back stairs, if if you recall, and this basically came right from where the coach's office was, those back stairs. Here comes Tice, looking like I don't know what he looked like but he's carrying a huge cooler of beer for the sponsors like the head coach of a team and he's like coming down the stairs and he's got you know this overflowing cooler of beer that they're all going to start drinking uh, like an amateur coach or something yeah like this guy this was there were so many <laughs> he show, he's showing up for like his leagues his softball yes. monday night league night or whatever oh right? it was so great oh it God. was so great but i miss the, ties man but replacing the guard with a fan is an all-timer that is god that's funny well, I mean, listen, sometimes you got to send a message. And Mike, Mike Tice was charismatic. He knew how to play to the crowd. He was a fan favorite coach. Yep. And I, I think I'm a little surprised that neither him nor Childress ever got a second chance to be head coaches. But when you look at sort of each of their fatal flaws, it makes more sense. You know, Childress was just – he was just not personable and <laughs> didn't get along with players. Like, he was just kind of a – Mad scientist, weirdo coordinator guy. Like, that's what he is. And he hadn't called – and the problem was he hadn't really called plays yeah. in Philly because Reed did. And when he got here and called plays for a year, it was a disaster. Yeah. So, like, he was – I don't think he – I think he was a good uh, personnel guy. I don't know that his in-game work was, was all that great. And with Tice, I think what really hurt Tice was – one, the, the, the ticket Bowl scalping thing, thing was a big deal to teams. I mean, that was a big deal. Everybody did it for the most part, but he was the first to really get caught. And the Vikings also hurt him a lot by making him the face of the love boat disaster, which he should have <laughs> not been forced to ever talk about. Like, that yeah, should have right. been up to a lawyer. And every day he'd come down and have to answer our questions. And, like, he is no expert in that. And plus, it sort of came off like he had somehow been involved, which he yeah. never was. So I think that that – I think with Brad, it was more in-game credibility. I think with Mike, it was the outside stuff, some of which the Vikings did him no favors on. Uh, can you tell me just a fun little trivia question here before we wrap for today? I've got Mike Tice's head coaching challenge record oh, God, in front of me right now. So uh, can you tell me? can you tell me what his challenge record was in 32 total challenges? Like percentages? Like or number well, eight. he had thirty-two total challenges. How many of the thirty-two did he get overturned? I'd say he got about five. It was really bad. I'll go. I'll go seven. Yeah, it's it's eight. Oh, it's eight, eight, eight out of thirty-two. I was gonna say eleven. Eight I was and like, twenty-four on challenges. He would, he would just he would get flag. mad at the result of a play, right? Yeah. And then he would throw the challenge flag because he's pissed about like the quarterback getting sacked and fumbling or something. Like, yeah. no, that's got. Like, right. No, dude. No, that happened. <laughs> and Mike, and you know what? Mike's done that two at times. Yeah, where they're just so pissed off, they like whip the flag. It's like, why did you do that? But yeah, Ticey was. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, look, the greatest Tice or among the greatest Tice stories of all time was after Doug Bryan had that game against the Bills where he missed was it two or three extra points. 
the last one of which was followed by Joe Sensor on KFAN saying, get the hell out. And Tice calls into the postgame show on KFAN, driving home from a game he coached. <laughs> yeah, it's poor guy, too. He got fired. Like, basically, he got fired after a big win at the end of the season in 2005, right? It was a celebration in the I told locker that story, room. right? Well, the, the they had they had passed around the press release, and his son got it before he yeah. found out, right? But the why, but the why? So, like everyone was like, be, because he basically told the players in the locker room, or had to, told them, you know, it's not decided yet, blah blah blah. And then, literally, as players are filing out, and for the most part gone, they come. I think it was Lester Bagley comes through and hands out a press release saying, "We have dismissed Mike Tice," and he hands it to, I believe, his son Nate Tice, who was a ball boy, who's like still in his ball oh. boy outfit. And and I told you guys, I chased, I went out to the players' parking lot, and Bryant McKinney and his mom are walking to their car. And I asked Bryant, I'm like, what do you think of this? And he's like, what? And I, I just gave him the press release. And he's like, they lied to us, too. Because they, they had, the players had no clue. And that's when Bryant's mom said, he's got no comment. And the next thing I know, a cop's like, you can't be, be here. And I'm like, well, I'm with the press. And he's like, I don't care who you're with. And they booted me. So, like, I had to get back into the building. Um, But supposedly the story that I've heard, that I heard well after the fact was that came down to the Wolves being mad at Tice and basically wanting to get him back. Tice's whole thing was, was if you are late or tardy for a meeting, you're in trouble, a ton of trouble. To the I don't know if he was a don't come into it, but he was that sort of thing, right? Well, when they before a game, I think it was in Chicago at Soldier Field late in that season, maybe or at some point, he had had Leonard Wilf, who owns a portion of the team, uh, walked into the meeting late and like Tice belittled him for it, <laughs> which is hilarious. But it, dude, like, but I mean, I you think that's do that. What I heard was that was that was the get even move for that one. Yeah. So well, actually, there is a there is one misperception about what was on that press release it didn't say mike tice has been fired it says mike tice here's an opportunity for employment at burnsville heating and air (laughs) burnsville heating and air is hiring and they're hiring all levels of experience we're talking full-time year-round work with lots of overtime opportunities and up to two thousand dollar sign-on bonuses and even though the company is called burnsville heating and air they have tons of job sites not near Burnsville. So they can find you something within 10 to 20 minutes of your home. And uh, again, they'll train you on the job if you're just an apprentice. Otherwise, they'll hire leads, finishers, equipment setters. And this is a great opportunity to uh, to get some to year-round full-time work um, that pays pretty well. So BurnsvilleHeating.com and click careers. BurnsvilleHeating.com and click careers. That's all they were trying to do. Mike, look, you can work at Burnsville Heating now. It's great. You yeah, can't coach. You don't even have to live near Burnsville, right? I mean, that's the key thing. And look at the sign-on bonus. Yeah, it's crazy. So, uh, all right, that's a wrap on Judd's camp stories. Just great Mike Tice fodder there. And uh, a wrap on today's episode of Purple Daily. Thanks for everyone clicking the subscribe button on our YouTube page and for everyone who has gotten us up over 600 reviews, mostly positive on Apple Podcasts. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Daily Vikings Entertainment.